being prepared is highly overrated. Have you ever spent more time getting ready for something than you did actually doing the thing that you were preparing for? Of course. And to some extent, I just, I spend way more time preparing for each podcast episode than it takes to simply record it. I used to teach, and preparation always took twice or sometimes three times the amount of time that an actual class period lasts. But from podcasting to teaching to exercising to changing jobs or launching a new business or mending a relationship or getting out of one, you can get lost in the getting ready part. Of course, some preparation is necessary, but be mindful of your actions. There's a fine line between preparation and procrastination. Getting ready is comfortable because no actual leap has happened yet. Getting ready can be fun because you aren't committed yet. Getting ready can be distracting because fear creeps in and you think you don't know what you're actually doing. And the fear stops you. Fear is my friend. Uh-huh. I love fear. Fear, fear. fear allows me to reach my highest potential. Mm-hmm. The fear of failing is an illusion. Yeah. Fear is an illusion, but we have to have desire. We have to have something that pushes us. Fear pushes us. That's the inimitable former heavyweight champion of the world, unquestionably one of the greatest boxers of all time, Mike Tyson. Now you might think, Really? Mike Tyson has fear? This was one of the most feared men uh, on the planet for many years. What could he possibly be afraid of? And a super wealthy guy, although he, he lost a lot of his wealth at one point. What could he possibly fear? But he did have fear as a child, as a kid on the streets, as a boxer, as a husband. He's discussed these fears and insecurities publicly. He's felt insecure about his lack of formal education, so he read a lot of books to try and compensate. He had failures in business and personal life, but instead of cowering or giving in to fear, he continuously used the fear to drive himself. On this episode of Zen Sandwich, I want to explore overcoming our fears, our doubts, and our failures. And to just begin what it is that we want to accomplish, regardless of those fears and doubts and failures. You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. You know, one of the um, it, one of the lessons I think um, that I learned, and I think would be a valuable lesson for you is that um, sometimes things happen uh, in your career or in your life that you um, think at the time that it, it's a devastating thing. You wonder how you can recover from that. And you wonder how you know, you're ever going to be able to kind of turn it around. And, uh, 
and a lot of times, you know, and I, and I really and truly believe this, that it's not really what happens to you in life, it's just how you react to it and how you're able to come back and rebound. That's David Nealman. He was the founder of JetBlue Airways. Years ago, I worked for JetBlue when the airline was in its infancy, and I met him once and uh, spoke with him, and and I've, I actually spoke with him again several years later on a, on a different occasion. He, uh, he actually founded five commercial airlines in total. Morris Air, WestJet, JetBlue, Azul Brazilian Airlines, and most recently Breeze Airways. Morris Air, the first airline he started, was giving Southwest Airlines a, a run for their money back in the early 90s. So Southwest bought them out. They hired David Nealman in an advisory role, and then they fired him. And in the severance arrangement, David had to sign a non-compete agreement that lasted for five years. You know, going to work for Southwest, everything's wonderful. And uh, within five months, I was being, you know, um, terminated at Southwest. You know, you just don't fit in here and it's just not going to work. But it, um, as it turned out, it was really the best thing that ever happened to me. It was, it was the single best thing that ever happened is that, you know, Herb had the foresight to say, look, it's not working here. This isn't good for you. David went back to the drawing board, began conceiving of another commercial airline, and immediately upon the expiration of that five-year non-compete agreement, he founded JetBlue. He didn't wait. He marched forward. What is it that prevents people from doing the things they already want to do in life? The most basic answer, I'm sorry it's so simple, but it's true, it's fear. People making this complex process, this woman was telling me that, I don't understand why they don't do this, why I feel this way. I said, it's called fear. Everybody's afraid we're not enough. Everybody's afraid we're not rich enough, smart enough, young enough, quick enough, fast enough. It's human nature. But the secret is to do it anyway. That, of course, is motivation guru Tony Robbins, a familiar voice to many. Let me take his point and tell you just one other story about a man named Steve that I used to work for. Steve is no longer with us. He lost a battle to cancer, but I consider him one of the great mentors in my life. Steve owned a uh, plant nursery business, a large one that covered about four acres. So he had heavy equipment on site like a, a bobcat. If you're not familiar, that's a kind of like a small bulldozer, uh, but you can change out the external component to convert it from a small bulldozer to a kind of forklift by putting, well, forks on the end of it. Um, anyway, Steve needed or wanted an actual forklift, though, and I can't remember exactly why, if, if it could hold more weight or what capability an actual forklift would have over the Bobcat, but the point is he wanted one, so he bought one. Here's the point. He bought a forklift without knowing how they were going to get it off the truck. The truck that it was being delivered on and uh, onto the grounds of the nursery. We didn't have a loading dock that could handle that. But he he bought it anyway. <laughs> so he came to me and he said, Mark, I've got a special job for you. Yeah, what's that, Steve? Uh, I bought a forklift and it will be here in two days. Um, but I don't know how we're going to get it off the truck and onto the ground. I need a loading dock that uh, eventually levels out with the ground so that we can unload the forklift and just drive it back here to the, the plant nursery on the road or alongside the road. 
So he bought this forklift without any knowledge of how he would get it onto the ground. And he sent me on a mission to to find a loading dock somewhere. He had no idea of whether there was one or not. (laughs) I asked a nearby grocery store. They had a loading dock. They said no. Liability reasons. They didn't want to risk it. I eventually found a newspaper distribution center nearby. It was less than a mile away. We didn't even know it was there. It was just this nondescript brick building. But it had a loading dock that eventually connected smoothly to the ground level. And um, they said, yes, we could use it. The point is, Steve started before he was ready. And more to the point, he was never really worried about it. I was worried. Eh, we'll find a way, he said. And he was right. Starting before you're ready means getting to work on a particular project, task, personal goal, before you know everything that's going to happen along the way. You just start going based on what you already know and have and take on challenges as they come. In Zen, we call this flow, as in going with the flow of things. Here are three things to keep in mind when going with the flow. Number one, perfectionism is the enemy. Trying to make sure everything is perfect before starting isn't realistic. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. Once you realize that everything doesn't need to be perfect, you'll start to see success. The best way to learn is to just start and see where the road takes you. Number two, you need to fail. Failure is a part of the process. No matter how hard you try to avoid it, you will fail. Accept that, whether in relationships, in business, in writing a book, whatever it is you want to do, expect some setbacks. You'll learn from those mistakes. And failure works hand in hand with with starting before you're ready because it shows you what won't work. And number three, not doing is taking a risk. Believe it or not, by not doing anything towards your goals, you're taking more of a risk than you are by doing some action towards them. If you sit around and wait for everything to be perfect, you're losing valuable time to your fears. When you start towards your goal, you'll still be taking risks, but the rewards you eventually reap make it worth it. The thing is, until you actually get started, you don't really know what you don't know. (laughs) The quickest way to learn is to trial, error, and experience. So what's your five minutes in today? Your, Your practical advice to get you started before you're ready. How do you start on a task when you're procrastinating because it's too hard. You make it super easy. If you've picked a task and it seems too hard to get started, make it even easier. Just do one minute. If that's too hard, just do 20 seconds. Make it so easy that you can't say no. You want to start a habit? You want to exercise? Just lace up your shoes and get out the door. Five minutes is all you need. Even if you want to do more because you're excited, Don't. Start as simply as possible. Why? Because the sticking to it is made much, much easier if you're doing a tiny habit. If you try forming the habit of running for 30 minutes a day, and then try the habit of 5 minutes of running a day, which do you stick with longer? I can already tell you the answer is the easy one. If you want a habit to stick, start so incredibly simply that you can't fail. If you want to start a new business, but you're putting it off, there's too much to be done, you're already busy, it's intimidating to get started, 
Start as simply as humanly possible. How simple can you make this new business? How simple can you make the product? Make it even simpler. You know, Zen Sandwich began as a single page website. Just one page. Now it has multiple pages and lots of articles and short blog entries. It spawned this podcast, which is now bigger than the website itself. Go with the flow. Start before you're ready. You never know where the path will lead. Just enjoy it along the way. That's it. Go start whatever it is you've been meaning to do. Write a book. Start a blog. Ask that girl out. Break up with your boyfriend. Actually, I'm not here to give relationship advice. But start a business. Change jobs. Go back to school. Drop out of school. Start exercising. Buy a ticket to another country. When you do this, you're likely to experience something referred to by some as joy fear. It can feel like your heart is racing or you get that lump in your throat. When you do something you aren't completely prepared for, but you believe you can accomplish it, that's joy fear. Embrace it. Hey, everything I've said in this episode applies to me and this podcast as well. I am continuing my own goals here amidst occasional fears and doubts and failures, and I could use your help. I know you can't donate to every indie podcast you might listen to, but this one sure could use it. Um, you can join patreon.com slash for just $3 a month, which is nothing. And I'll not only give you a shout out on the show, but I will send you a handmade washi postcard. That's a traditional Japanese paper that my wife and I make here in Japan. I'll send you a postcard to wherever you are in the world. I mean, who doesn't like to get international mail, right? That info will be in the show notes. In the meantime, go start what you've been wanting to do. And breathe. Don't forget to breathe.